0: Welcome back everyone. This is the red and yellow kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Scott joined by rich with your average everyday chiefs talk. All of our episodes are available on most streaming platforms. Just search for the red and yellow kingdom podcast. You can also check us out on our social media pages, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest episodes and up to date chiefs news. All right. So rich, we are actually on week four this week. Um, actually with the Chiefs uh, playing the Tampa Bay Bucks tonight on Sunday night football. Uh, What are your thoughts first going into uh, this game for tonight?
1: And there's a lot of unknowns, right, that we'll obviously talk about, or maybe not unknowns, but um, things we need to find out or things, you know, players have to start stepping up in certain moments or just make plays. Um, So for me, that's the biggest thing, right, is um, first game of the season was against – it looks like it's going to be a bad team just because of all the injuries versus the Cardinals. Second mm. game versus the Chargers was a, a really good team, right, that's supposed to be contending before all their injuries, um, as always with the Chargers. And then week three was a Colts team that probably has a better team on paper but is maybe, uh, you know, getting healthy, learning to put things together, so on and so forth. And they played us really, really tough as they always do in Indy. Um, so the Bucks are technically, I think, the most well-rounded, the best put-together team. Um, and so, yeah, we'll get into many more details about, let's say,
0: the Bucs and this matchup here shortly. That right, sounds good. So uh, before we get into the Bucks chiefs matchup, I, I know it, I think we had talked to some a minute ago and said you didn't get to watch any of the college football games yesterday or uh, much of it. But um, obviously the big news was, um, you know, Missouri was beating uh, number one Georgia for, what, three quarters? Um, yeah. They were heading in for about 10 points, and then all of a sudden, like, the the Missouri did the same thing they did the week prior where they, you know, mm-hmm. choked away the, the lead or the the game in the fourth quarter. And it's just like, ah, man, it's it's, it's crazy how, like, some of these college football games are really excited and you see that and you're like, oh, man, I kind of want this upset to happen. And it's like, yeah, that number one team in the nation's like, well, it's time for us to play. And they just, like, show up at, at the right time. Um, and they can't make won one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the same. I, did get, like, I didn't get to watch a whole game, but I watched pockets of one. And even, like, the Bama-Arkansas game, it was close for a while. Um, and then it wasn't, and then it just got out of hand again. Um, so I watched a little bit of that one, watched a little bit of the Clemson North Carolina State game. Um, that was an okay matchup, and then to end mm. the night, I you know kind of fell asleep watching the USC Arizona State, State with um the uh newly fired um former Chiefs head coach, right? And Herm Edwards.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so that's some uh,
1: that's a maybe that's a topic for a different day. It's Herm Edwards time at Arizona State and all the stuff he went through, so.
0: Oh yeah, I think about that. That would be something. Maybe we can talk about that on the next episode or something. I'll put that on the list. Um, yeah, so there was there was some couple of interesting games yesterday. I mean, I just I didn't get to watch the KU game cuz uh, I was watching North Carolina, of course, cuz it was on at the same time. So, I watched North that.
1: North
0: Carolina did they win? Yeah, they it, well, they played what uh, Virginia Tech. They won like 41-14 or something like that. I can't remember the final oh, okay. score, but it was it was kind of close there in the beginning. Like I think it was I well, wasn't I wasn't say too close, but it was still close. I think it was like 21-10 at one point. Um, but yeah, actually, like now it makes me want to see what the actual final score was because, like, I feel like I need to get that, that score right. But, yeah, um, uh, oh, I know, um, 41-10. 41-10. Yeah.
1: I do know North Carolina, obviously, there was that game right that they I think it was week one or week two when they played of Appalachian State when it was like 60-something to 60-something. Yeah. they got a really good quarterback. Um, you know, people say he's better than Sam Howe. Sam Howe is pretty good at North Carolina. So, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup where they play the games because. Um, We had Middle Tennessee let us up for, like, 370-plus yard touchdowns in the air. So, um, you know, I mean, it's conference play, so anything can happen. But then again, I mean, North Carolina's coming in really hot on offense.
0: Well, and because they're scoring so many points, like, they showed the stat yesterday that he has more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett had uh, at this point last year. Or, you know, like, for most touchdowns to date or somewhere in the season. So I yeah, think he was trailing Lamar Jackson was the only one or something like that.
1: And you know how I feel about Kenny Pickett. Like, I know that it's usually a player that wins the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Young was great last year. But, like, man, to me what Kenny Pickett did with Pittsburgh, to me, would have been Heisman worthy. Right. Um, so, no, that's really good, though. But, yeah, I, I mean, even going into the season, as I listened to my ACC stuff, that they were hyping up. Um, I forgot his name, but, I mean, I know he's he's a really good quarterback. I have to look up the quarterback's name.
0: Right, so no, so real oh, quick, I was names? gonna get into was obviously is it Drake K- May. Oh, Drake who?
1: Drake May,
0: yeah. Oh, Drake right? May. Uh, oh yeah, for North Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say because I didn't get to watch the KU game, but obviously they went five zero no now, and they're playing uh, TCU next week. which is four zero no. on
1: game day,
0: right? And on game day right, in, yeah. in uh, Lawrence, which is like the I think the first. I don't know if it's like the first time ever, but like first time in a long time. Uh, that yeah, they've I think had it had has there. To be first time ever. I mean, because remember they were good, ah, what, true. like,
1: when Mangino was there and the right before, like, what 08 or somewhere around there.
0: Right. But I don't know if
1: they ever went to Lawrence. So
0: true. So that's a big deal because you got. Well, I mean, it's a big deal for at least. Uh, I guess you would say Kansas City because you have you know game day on Saturday and then you have Monday Night Football on uh, obviously on Monday. So that weekend, next weekend, will be kind of like a lot of football, like nationally televised, anyways. Um, well,
1: and um, the cool thing, let's say, I guess, for KU is, um, I mean, you know, they were down in the dumps, right? Like a mm-hmm. year or two, or I guess you can just say even last year. Yep. Um, so, no, it's cool for them to, let's say, go through that whole experience. Um, TCU also just destroyed Oklahoma, I think, who was top 10 ranked, maybe 15 ranked. hmm um, So, no, I mean, you know, TCU is no joke.
0: Yeah. So it's going to be uh it would be pretty interesting to say it sucks. I was like I was like I was going to try to see if I could like at least go to the game day thing, but like I have to work That'll next Saturday. I got to work next Saturday, so I can't. So I never... <laughs> But uh uh but yeah, no it was it's like dang, I was like that's that's like, going to be a pretty good matchup. So I'll have to just like keep that on the background or whatnot watching that. So um but yeah, it's going to be uh going to be pretty interesting for Kansas City next weekend with the definitely the both college and pro football games going on here. So
1: so speaking of college football, and I'll punt this to next week, but I'll, I'll feed it to you now. So maybe next episode, whenever we talk about uh, the postgame, our hot topic should be um, mm-hmm. Heisman favorite at the moment because I asked one of my buddies who follows college football pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we had an interesting conversation about Heisman favorite at the moment. I know we're still like four weeks away from, you know, when Heisman stuff really starts happening. But I like a fun little topic. So think about yeah, it.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, Damn, I was going to say something else about that too, but um, totally went blank. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's, uh, I think that's a good topic for next week. Probably the both the Herman Edwards thing and that probably might be something good that we'll put on uh, for our agenda to talk about around the Chiefs games uh, for recaps and reviews going up. So, um, yeah, so going moving into um, our main uh, objective, I guess you would say, of today is for the uh, week four preview. Um, with the Chiefs and Bucks Sunday night football. So I'll send it over to you, Rich, for the uh, inside the numbers.
1: All righty, so let's start off with obviously the team's records, right? They're both at two and one. Tampa is the home team. Um, You know, unless you lived under a rock, you understand that the Bucks had some uh, weather issues there in Tampa, you know, as the whole western side of Florida did. So um, they spent most of the week in Miami, right, using the Dolphins' uh, home stadium as a as a training facility. So I'm um, just talking about leaders for uh, both teams. To start off with the Bucks, obviously Brady comes in this um, game as their leader. And he has three touchdowns on the year with 673 yards. So not the greatest start for Tom Brady going into the year. Um, and then Mike Evans, even though he was out last week, is their leading receiver with eight receptions, 132 yards, and one touchdown. Leonard Fournette, of course, is their leader on uh, the ground. But we know the Bucks Bucs um, are, are, are more set up defensively so far, at least this season, right? So I'll jump into some of their defensive numbers. So the points allowed, they are the best in the NFL with only nine points allowed per game. Um, their takeaway differential is plus four, which is third best in the NFL. Their pass defense is 12th best in the NFL at 209 yards. almost said 2,009 yards. That would have been terrible. Um, 209 yards. And then their rush defense is fifth best because they only allow 79 yards per game. So in comparison to the Chiefs, or, you know, what, well, let's do this first. Um, so let's talk about their offensive numbers, right? So they are 22nd in the league with 17 points per game. Passing offense is 22nd. This is a yardage perspective. Mm-hmm. And they're on the ground as 25th. So their offense is in the early 20s. And then their defense is, you know, top five in the NFL. Um, for the Chiefs, they are the fourth best scoring offense. The 17th best defense in regards to points. They are at a minus one takeaway differential, which puts them at 20th in the league. Offensively, of course, the Chiefs are two eighty-one per game, which is six best sixth best on O, and twenty-second on the ground with ninety-three yards per game. Defensively, they're about middle of the pack where we always expect them to be. Defensively, they're at fifteenth, so they have the fifteenth best uh, defense in the air. And then on the ground, they are the ninth best with 86 yards um seven different than uh, seven yards more than what the Buck give up. So On the ground, both teams are doing really, really well. Um, It'll be an interesting matchup as you have the fourth best uh, scoring offense or sixth best offense in the air versus the 12th best defense, right? So I think that's going to be the big time matchup.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the matchup is going to be our offense versus our defense. I mean, 100%, I don't see it being um, anything else because like, like he mentioned that, their offense is not that great, at least right now. Um, they've had obviously some injuries uh, to their offense, but and then their obviously our defense has been great at times. But I mean, like it, as you said, the stats still stands, kind of like in the middle of the pack right now. So yeah, the main attraction will be obviously, you know, normally the um, you know their defense, how well they've been top five are a uh, high scoring offense for sure. Um, so onto the uh, injury report for this week's game for tonight. Um, Obviously, the Chiefs are still going to be without their defensive end backup, Mike Dana, who has a calf injury. Um, He is out and also their starting kicker, Harrison Butker, um, with that ankle injury. Uh, So that would mean the new signee, Matthew Wright, uh, who played for Jacksonville recently, will be getting the nod at the kicker spot uh, for us tonight. Uh, Also questionable is Marquez Valdez-Scantley, but um, with that ab abdominal injury but i did read that he is expected to actually play even though he's listed as questionable so we probably will end up playing and then also uh, we have uh, joshua Kendo, who has a, has had an illness this week um didn't practice on friday but it looks he's listed as questionable but he was um one of the, uh, an active player last week so we'll have to see if he actually ends up playing but he's kind of more um You know, I think he he doesn't play a whole lot of snaps, but it'd be nice to kind of see how he gets into the mix if he actually does end up playing, but especially with, uh, you know, Mike Dan out. So we'll see about if he ends up actually playing tonight or is inactive as well. Uh, On to Tampa Bay. Uh, Looks like their only players that have out is, uh, let's see, um, Akim Hicks defensive end, his foot injury, looks like. Um, Did not practice all week. He's out. Also, a uh, Bashard Perriman, one of the wide receivers, has a knee hamstring injury, even though he's listed as doubtful. I think they said he's pretty much out for um, today. But they did say, uh, I think when I was reading this morning, that Chris Godwin and Julio Jones are expected to play tonight, even though they're listed as questionable. So um, that will be interesting, obviously, with their. They got, I mean, obviously, Julio Jones, you know how he gets hurt often. So that will be kind of injury. But, I mean, a. Uh, It'd be kind of interesting because obviously he's a tall wide receiver and it seems like any team that tries to, you know, have like that tall receiver, kind of like Mike Williams with the Chargers, they kinda of, kinda of go out after us on that. So um it'd be interesting to see about Julio and Chris Godwin playing tonight um against our defense. All right. So um on to our keys to the game. Uh, what do you have, uh, Rich for our offense?
1: Yeah, so offensively, um, I mean, it's really all about execution, right? Who's going to step up aside from Travis Kelsey? Um, you know, tra- Travis Kelsey, obviously, is the number one target um, when passing the ball. But who else, right? We know Juju is usually um, second in line on targets. But again, who else, right? Because um, when you take their, them away versus a very good defense, some somebody else has to make a play. And I think, you know, we've been waiting for years for McCoy to be that guy He's made plays here and there. Um, you know, we talked about MBS and his health, but again, who is, who is it that's going to step up and make that play and actually execute because we're in position to make plays a lot last week. We just didn't make them. So for me, that's the key to the game is which, I guess, which third target is going to really step up and be a reliable target. Um, and then the second one is, are are we going to figure it out from an offensive line perspective? Um, this front seven of the Buccaneers is very, very fast, and, and they love to create chaos with their ends off the uh, our outside linebackers since they play in the three four scheme. So again, how does the offensive line figure out so that Patrick isn't running so much, and we don't have him rolling out of the pocket as much? Um, you know, running for his life because I know last week, right? I think he was only sacked once, if I'm not mistaken, but he probably escaped, you know, five plus, right? So for right. me, it's is the O-line going to gel, um, you know, get healthy, or are they healthy? Is gonna Are they going to gel? And then, again, who's, who's stepping up? Um, I have it as, um, I think, Sky Moore. They've been talking about getting him more targets, and obviously he had his blunders last week. But to me, I think this could be the game that if we get him the ball early and he makes a good play, um, of course, if he gets the targets right, I think it'll be a good game for him, and it'll be a coming-out party. Um, because, you know, that's kind of what the chief staff likes to do, right, is mm-hmm. a guy is down, you know, from some mistakes, a young guy is down for some, from some mistakes, get him the ball, give him the ability to make a play, get confidence going, and then Patrick, if you can make the play, he'll trust you. So right. Um, I'd I'd love to see that, right? Do I think it's going to happen? No, I wouldn't put any money on it, but I can right. see Sky Moore, um, you know, making a play and it turning up and, and let's say him, him having a very good game
0: well i hope so i mean I, i'd love to see that too as well um not only sky more maybe justin watson too as well but um yeah i think if anything like that those happen that'd be um you know definitely great to see like you were saying well, like it it's always someone like if someone's having a bad game or something like that they always just kind of keep going back to them and eventually they'll um you know you know bust out a a good game or whatnot i think that happened I want to say in the Bills game last year, wasn't it Hardman that like had a fumble punt or something like that? And they went back to him on a play on offense and then all of a sudden um you know he had that nice run. Um I think they had like like a fifty yard run or something like that, like an end around run with him. So yeah, um, I cool. have seen that in the past. So yeah, well, that'd be good to see.
1: One well, the other thing, right, is um without a doubt, everyone knew that when you lost Harry Kill, you were losing arguably the, the best deep threat uh, mm-hmm. you know in the NFL. And we haven't had that. Like McColl has the speed, Sky has speed, not you know Tyreek but McColl's speed, but we haven't been able to stretch the field. And so it'd been interesting to see if the Bucks will adjust, right? Because the Bucks were the ones who kind of showed the NFL, hey, if you play a yeah. really high two to three um, safety shell, keep everything in front of you, you make Mahomes take it, which that's kind of what the new offense is supposed to be, right? Right. More methodical, move down the field. But we still need someone to stretch out because if we're hitting five, six yard passes constantly you eventually get the defense to start looking up or cheating up, and then you can hit them over the top. So we need that deep there, right? So whether it's McColl, MBS, you mm-hmm. know, like you said, Justin Watson or Scott Moore, we need someone to, to break that. Because if not, they're just going to load it up, keep everything tight. They have some very good athletes on defense. So we right. just need someone to stretch out the field.
0: And on to your point about uh, the offensive line, I mean, the offensive line's got to play better this week. Uh, obviously, the running game last week kind of suffered too as well from that. Uh, so, you know, hopefully – um, they can get somewhat of a running game going against uh, this Bucks defense as well. It's going to be tough, like you said. I mean, the Bucks. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you just look from their their defensive line to their linebackers to the secondary, I mean, these guys are just they're all they're all pretty good uh, for the most part. So um, I you know hope the Chiefs can actually get some kind of running game going in this game because they're going to need it. Or it could end up being like the Super Bowl where Mahomes is running for his life, um, especially if the offensive line you know does not doesn't step up too as well. So uh, I think along with your line is, you know, maybe someone else steps up differently in this game. I think it's the main thing of, um, you know, like I said, make sure the offensive line protects better. Um, and then also we get, you know, sort of a running game going on uh, as well. What do you think as far as on the uh, defensive side of the ball?
1: So defensively, um, you know, first question I pose myself, right, is how do we press Brady? How do we make him continue to kind of scan the field a little bit more than what he's used to? You know, I mean, he doesn't have Gronk which is, you know, been there his entire career. He's always had a really good set in to help him move the ball. Um, and so, again, how do we constantly create chaos? I expect Pagnolo to bring a lot of blitzes, which that obviously means it'll be 1v1 one coverage against Mike Evans, and we'll see how uh, Godwin is, is feeling on his first game back. But, um, yeah, for me, it's getting in Brady's face, hitting him as much as possible, make him very, very uncomfortable. Um, and then, like I said, how do we then – on the back side of that, how do we defend Evans in the 1v1, right? Is there going to be some bracket coverage so that he's covered, um, you know, I guess you can say inside or outside or low and high um, because that's going to be their main target. Aside from Godwin, I mean, they technically don't have, mean, you mentioned Perriman, right? But mm-hmm. um, he's not um, he wouldn't be, he's not going to be a factor. So, again, just make life um, very uncomfortable for Brady. I don't remember if Um, I know Tristan Wurfs was either out last week, um, and I don't remember how healthy he is this week. But, um, yeah, just constantly get in Brady's face. And if it's organic and only done with the front four, whether it is Jones, Carlisle, Clark, um, you know, Kalen Saunders has been playing well, Carlos Dunlap, um, that to me is the big thing is just press Brady, make his life very uncomfortable, and um, match up well versus Mike Evans. Make someone else beat him.
0: Right, I think you. I don't know if you're referring to, but uh, the left tackle Donovan Smith, I think, was out last week with the elbow injury. He's actually listed as questionable. Um, yep. But yeah, they've been a little bit banged up. I mean, obviously in the what in the uh, uh, preseason or training camp, they lost like what like two centers um, this year. So oh, yeah, l- they did a little bit banged up on the offensive line. But um, yeah, and then their
1: right their right guard went to Cincinnati. So
0: the right. right guard's new. That's right. Oh, uh, that Shaq Mason, which we actually used to play with Tom Brady in New England. Yeah, for yeah, them. and then so, uh,
1: Alex Kappa, he's the one that went to Cincy.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, kind of continuing on the line with you, it's just pretty much just um, uh, basically just kind of forcing Brady to kind of just you know having to not have a whole lot of time, really, um, just kind of get to him. Uh, hopefully, like I said, spikes can continue to mix up the blitzes that he has been doing in the first few weeks which has been great um i think the chiefs are aren't they uh, aren't they tied for fifth in the league i think in sacks um right now um so you know hopefully we continue like i said to get more of that pressure um and get more sacks this week uh, especially on brady uh but you know continue to stop that run obviously we played way well against jonathan taylor um you know last week shut him down to under 100 yards so Obviously, they don't have any – I mean, they have Leonard Fournette, but he's nothing like um, a Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's nah. he's still good, but he's not, like, great like Taylor is. So, um, you know, continue to try to – like I said, make sure you shut down that running game and kind of force Brady to kind of hopefully throw some interceptions or something, right? So um, we'll have to see about that. All right, so going forward to our game prediction, um, this one was kind of tough because – just because of the landscape of this game, um, you know, now especially like, okay, well, they got Chris Godwin back, right? They got Julio Jones probably playing tonight. Um, You know, it's a way game. So I went with uh, Chiefs winning, but I had to go 27-21. So that's what I feel like it's going to be sort of back and forth, I think, for most of the whole game. But um, I just don't think in the end, I don't think the Bucks will have enough offense to match with the Chiefs. So I'm hoping that, you know, we'll pull out three touchdowns at least and uh, tackle on two field goals to uh, beat them 27-21. What about you, Rich?
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm in the same point scheme, right? I'm at 27-24. Um, I'm actually giving the Bucks the edge because, you know, why not be different? Um, you know, make I'll, I'll be the unbiased, or I'm not saying you're biased, but mm-hmm. I'll be unbiased and you know kind of try to balance some things out of course i want the chiefs to win and of course i'm gonna be rooting for the chiefs to win i like to be wrong um on prediction so right so 27 24 bucks but i agree with what you said right is i don't think the Bucks will have enough offensively i mean in this case right they obviously have to score three touchdowns and take two field goals but i think to your point it'll be i even almost wanted to say like 17 24 for the winner because i think it'll yep. be lower scoring than what we expect Right. Think it'll be a defensive game, just like the Chargers game, um, and um, for me, it'll come down to you know the last eight minutes of the game, who makes a really good play. I would, um, I think the Chiefs' defense is is good. It's fast, except for their inexperience, and I think the Bucks' defense is the same thing as the Chiefs, just experience. And I think, again, what I said earlier, if, if there isn't a Chiefs player outside of Kelsey and Juju that make a big time play, um, that's where I see us struggling, right? So um I like I said hopefully I'm I'm wrong a billion percent. I'll take the L all day from a prediction perspective. Right. But again, just kind of giving the edge to the Bucks because of their defense. And um I mean they, they play very similar to the Colts, right? They're very fast mm-hmm. physical defense. So um again, you know And it's I not gonna to be win.
0: It's not going to be an easy game at all means. I mean, like I said, it, I, I could see it very well being, um, you know, especially how it was close in that Super Bowl, like in that first half. Like I guess I could see it being like, like that the whole game because, you know, it's just they're in Tampa and just like I said, it's it's still Tom Brady there and, and everything. And I just, I feel like it's, and like I said, with their defense still pretty much almost if not the same, you know, it was like there in Super Bowl two as well when we played them two years ago. It's just. Um, it's going to be a back-and-forth battle. It really is. So by no means, this will be an easy game. If the Chiefs win this game, they earn it. I mean, obviously, they'll earn yeah. it. So well, and The other thing for we'll me see. is,
1: like, one thing I thought about was if the Chiefs are able to get up early, I could see the Chiefs blowing them out because, again, I just don't think the Bucks' offense is set up at the moment to put up a ton of points. Brady only has three touchdowns going into the fourth game of the season. Right. So – um and Mike Evans was there week one and week two, right? So mm-hmm. um, that to me is the key is if Chiefs get the ball, you know, um, obviously score on the kickoffers they're really good on the initial drive, they're really good at that. If we right. do that and start making it to where the Bucks have to be more predictable because now you know that they're gonna be passing the ball, then you can open up your blitz packages a little bit more. So again, I think it's gonna be a tight game, but if Chiefs get up early. I mean, I guess they did last year too, right? Because, what, Tyreek had like 200-something yards in the first half.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: But uh, obviously we don't have Tyreek. Um, But, yeah, again, I just think if the Chiefs can get up early, make them predictable, make them just have to throw the ball, I think that's an advantage to the Chiefs. And then we can start to manage the game better versus relying on Mahomes to, you know, make plays every
0: single drive. Yeah, that too as well. You're right. You don't wanna if you're forcing him to make every place every single drive like he did in that Super Bowl, it's like it's not gonna work. So you can't you gotta have you gotta have someone else help you out too in the end um as well. So heading into our final thoughts topic for today, kind of talking about the recent uh development of basically like the whole concussion protocol thing that the NFL has. Um obviously it's been big news here just in the last week um or two with how um, you know the Miami Dolphins treated uh, the Tulu um, concussion that he had in the Bills game, where you know kind of I think it was towards the end of the first half, where he got sacked He hit his head on the turf and like he got mm-hmm. up, but he was kind of kind of stumbled down, and you know they they let him come back and play in the second half, where you know it was kind of it's kind of interesting because you're like well they called it like a back tightness I think they said, but like just the way that that happened yeah, you don't
1: just, fall when your back is tight like no that, that was it was Not just like kind of.
0: It was kind of interesting like that and then you know they allowed him to play um Thursday night against um the Bengals, and then he got and then he got slammed basically on his neck or or on his head uh, which you know obviously it wasn't a dirty play at all it just you know it happens about yeah. how it is um and then just yeah he had that kind of uh what do you call it uh, damn I always always type every time I want to talk about it I always forget the the wording of it like where oh it's the fencing position right you have that fencing position you know it's kind of your concussion again so oh, okay. um was fun. yeah like whenever he whenever you see like the hand or whatever like kind of like that like just I kind of I like yeah yeah it's like weird injured. it's called, like the fencing position like for concussion so because people are like someone said he had like i think some articles said like he had a seizure and i'm like that's not a seizure that's a concussion i'm sorry but um anyways well i guess what i'm getting at is like obviously the nfl came out with the nfl pa and they said hey we need to make some changes because um, you know, we can't have something like this happen like this. I mean, obviously, the independent doctor that cleared him—I think he's been fired now. Right. Um. Right. So, but what, I guess, what are your thoughts on this? That it seems like now they're going to like, if they see any kind of like instability or something mm-hmm. like that, then they have they have to sit him down for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah. So here's my thing, man. It's like I try to always keep the majority versus minority rule. I think the majority of the times the doctors, the teams in the NFL, they get it right, you know, it's a violent game, first of all, Um, is probably the most violent game, um, according to speed and number of players and the size of these players. Um, So getting, you know, that out there first, it's a violent game, right? There's a reason why, you know, dudes like myself, (laughs) I only weigh 175 pounds, Mm -hmm. um, you know, can't play. so getting that out there first, injuries are gonna happen, hits to the head, that's why they wear helmets. So that's it's gonna happen. You can't stop that part. So I think the majority of the times the measures you have in place work. Um I think this is an outlier, what happened to Tua. Um, you know, there's obviously the entertainment part, as in you as a neutral fan, you know, if that was Patrick, right? We'd be mm-hmm. we'd be crazy um, you know, at the Chiefs for putting him back in the game. And I think there's that part of it, right? There's the, what we perceive, but then there's the player and the competitive aspect. You can lie your way out of a concussion, right? Yeah, there are certain parts where your eyes move in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, right? He kind of got up and stumbled. Um, But, you know, there are times where you, you can, I mean, boxers, right? Boxers get knocked out and keep fighting.
0: That's true. Because
1: they're okay initially. It's when they cool down, um and you know are later on having bigger issues so it is it is fully possible that i think he could have passed everything appropriately mm-hmm. gone back in the game you know that adrenaline and and players want to play right they don't ever want to sit out um i agree so that that's where like for me it's that fine line of okay well you you've already softened the game a lot right and i get it because of the money side what happens after you know, their careers from an insurance perspective and and physically to themselves, so on and so forth. But it's a violent game. I think most of the times the procedures work. It it is a bad look, but for the Dolphins, you know, I don't think it's that much Mm -hmm. a bad look on the NFL as it is for the Dolphins. Um, And then some of the things that Mike McDaniels kind of said after didn't help. So that kind of makes me think like, I don't know if the Dolphins misled Tua. I think it was a bit of Tua like, I'm good. I mean, you've been there before, right, where you're hurt and the coach is like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good, and at the end of the day, you know, really aren't. Once you cool down, you don't feel good. But then Mike Daniel's saying things like, oh, he just had a concussion. Man, just a concussion, like, that's a pretty serious injury, even if it's a uh, – you know, even if you're only concussed for a week, right? Yeah. I think that's the messed up part. So I think it's more of a issue with the Dolphins to make the whole league pay for the Dolphins mistake because of the uh, perception that, you know, this is given off to, I guess, society. Is a little bit of an overreaction to me, but um, it yeah, isn't. I mean,
0: it isn't. It isn't. And I think I mean, uh, and, uh, and I think I agree with you in some stance. But I mean, I think that they need to have some kind of. I mean, they need to improve the protocols um, to make sure when they do go back in the game. I, mean, I don't know if they can add something more to it or something. But I mean, clearly, when he was stumbling on his feet there in that Bills game, he should not have came back and played right. that game. Yeah, that's um,
1: like a clear sign that you're like you are probably heavily concussed at the moment
0: like and especially whenever Mahomes remember that was the game um was the divisional game I believe where Chad Henney had to come in um was oh that, yeah was the Browns and we, we and he didn't come back in the game like he's like no you're done right. I mean it, it wasn't I think it wasn't the fourth quarter when it happened yeah. but still um you know that's like you, you're like you're done I mean there's there's you clearly had see, a and I think that
1: was an Andy like I think that because I think Pat wanted to go back in
0: yeah I think
1: did. Andy see and I think that that comes in that's Coaching. what to me, like Mike McDaniel saying the things he said about it was just a concussion, yeah. or like a little concussion, like right. that says, you know, the Chiefs organization versus like a competent organization, like or sorry, an incompetent organization like the Dolphins,
0: you know, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, imagine if you put Mahomes back in the game, I'll uh, say three plays later, he got hit on his head again, and then he had he would have missed the AFC Championship game. I mean, even though know, he almost could have missed it anyways because. Yeah. the the protocols you have to go through before you're cleared to play the next game. But I mean, it's just, it it just, it's the same way like that. If it's your team, uh, you're a fan of that team and that happens to you. You're just, you're kind of disgusted by, you know, how the dolphins organization kind of treated this whole situation. And it is kind of sad that it kind of goes on, you know, one thing like this happens and it changes it for the whole league. That's true. Um, But I mean, at the same point for the player, player safety and whatnot, they have to do something uh, differently going forward because, like I said, concussions is a big deal. I mean, we see, you know, players with CTE all the time left have to retire and all that kind of stuff. That's just gotten so much worse um, as of late. So, yeah, it's just um, – it, it's crazy how uh, these things kind of escalate so much. But, I mean, in, in this way, it's rightfully so because he should have not have played Thursday night, I don't think. Um, but uh, we'll see now what happens, right? I mean, now he's he's – I think he's back at home now. So, I mean – is he going to play next Sunday? I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, you have two concussions, two different games. I mean, you almost, you almost think you have to have him sit out two weeks. But I mean, like you said, the concussion protocol is how it is, unless they change something different to it. I mean, who knows, right? So,
1: right.
0: All right. So, with that being said, that actually will conclude uh, today's edition of the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. Uh, we so we will be back um, here soon with our recap of the Chiefs-Bucks week four Sunday night football tonight. Uh, So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow our podcast, and go Chiefs!